Welcome or welcome back to episode seven of Lift You Up Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, the founder of TB Media Group, but also your health and wellness matchmaker. Before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to see you there. But today's guest is a friend of mine, a fellow Kane. You're going to see a lot of those here, but also a journalist, a storyteller, and an all-around amazing person. Her name is Tanya Leitz, and she's the Senior Communications Specialist for Jackson Health System. Today, we are diving into changing marketing strategy and storytelling during a pandemic. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives, and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. So today I am joined by a good friend of mine who I've actually known for what I'd probably say 12, 13, 14 years now, uh, <laughs> Tanya Leeds. She is the Senior communication Specialist for Jackson Health System. She's also an all-around amazing person. She is a journalist, she is a storyteller, and she is my friend. So thanks, Tanya, for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so I want to start, obviously, we have a lot to dive into, right? We both work in this marketing and communication space, um, you specifically for Jackson Health System. But right now we've I know we were talking yesterday um, offline about how we've really kind of just had to pivot strategies all of a sudden um, and deal with what's going on and what's current right now. But before we get there, I want to know your story, your path, and really what's led you to where you are now. Okay, so I studied broadcast journalism at UM, where I met you. Um, go Canes! I, yes, go Canes. <laughs> um, and I double majored in history as well. So my path basically after that took me into working for local government television. Um, I started with the city of Coral Gables, working um, as an on-camera reporter and editor and producer. Then from there, I went on to the city of Hialeah doing the same thing. And then I went into healthcare. So prior to Jackson Health System, I had no experience in healthcare, but I did have experience in local government and um, in journalism. What ended up, do you feel like, led you to working in healthcare and what's the experience been like for you from the marketing and communicator and journalist side of things? Definitely an interesting experience and it's been a beautiful one too. As I mentioned, since I didn't know anything about healthcare, it was definitely territory that was completely new to me. But I did have that journalism background and the storytelling, you know, that you mentioned and that has kind of led me to be, be able to excel at my job because part of what I do in the public relations role at Jackson Health System is share those positive stories for the health system, whether that is a success patient story or whether that's, you know, some innovative technology that we use in a procedure that saves somebody's life. Those are the kind of stories I've been able to share 
And because of that journalism background, that is definitely a big thing that has kind of helped me with that skill set. As I started learning more and more about the health industry and, you know, the kind of different surgeries that happen and the life-saving procedures that we do, um, especially in a big public health system like Jackson. Right. I, on this show, I, I think we're always talking about um, our why and what we have in common is storytelling and journalism. So I guess kind of going back a little bit further, if it's back further for you, what is your why as far as what attracted you to broadcast journalism and why you've pursued this path? Has it always been something you've been interested in or? Yes, it definitely has. So it started in third grade when <laughs> we had like a school broadcast morning news and our, our teachers started picking out like, you know, certain students to see if they were interested. And I was definitely not a very shy person growing up. So I jumped on it and, you know, even from doing silly things like telling you what the weather was like, which we didn't have any graphics. It was like, <laughs> you know, like a poster, like, hey, today's you know, weather and it's like a big sun, you know, like sunny skies. Um, and even saying what the lunch was for the day. And that was always something that I share with all my friends when I meet them. Like it was so simple, but you know, just knowing the enthusiasm and, and energy that went into broadcasting the news that's when I knew that you know that's kind of like a life's calling so from there I went into magnet school program at South Miami middle um, for broadcasting and that led to the magnet program at South Miami high um, in broadcasting as well which then you know obviously translated um, into me um, into me applying at the University of Miami specifically for broadcast journalism Awesome. So this has been part of your life since the third grade. I love it because I can't necessarily say the same about that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, it's just one of those things that you look back on. I wish I can find those videos of me in elementary school. I would love to see them, even if they're on VHS. I'll find a way. <laughs> that would be cute. VHS. I want to talk about storytelling right now during COVID-19, something that none of us have experienced before. I guess the first question would be, how has your role changed now? My role, particularly since it is still public relations, um, and I also oversee the agency that posts our social media, all of our focus became COVID-19. And what does that mean? That meant having the conversations within our department as to what those communications were going to look like from an internal point of view and an external point of view and seeing even what we're telling our employees should that be information that also translates to the community and letting them know like we are monitoring COVID-19 this is what's happening and a lot of our employees they are on social media as, as well as community members so that is a quick form to get to them, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, and as you've probably come to learn, like not all individuals are on all those platforms. So that same information being aligned with what we're saying to our internal communications and external communications was a big part of my role, um, as well as like the team that I worked with in, in media relations. And we really wanted to make sure that we were in tune with the news gauging you know even within our employees like what they wanted to share on social media and it's been a great opportunity to be able to feature 
their stories, who these frontline workers are, and even the people that are behind the scenes, the environmental workers, the people working in the labs. Um, and it's just been great to be able to showcase a whole different side of the hospital that we didn't tap into before. In my role, I really wanted to give a face to who those people are. Um, and people at the end of the day, when they look at content, they want to see content that they feel that they can relate to. You know, they're getting the regular news from their local TV stations, right? But what can Jackson do to showcase, you know, um, more of what's happening in our organization? Yeah, and you had touched on exactly what I was going to ask because, again, we're going to watch the news. We see the numbers, the t- statistics. We see the the difficult-to-watch stories, right? Um, but then there are the positive stories. There's the uplifting stories. There are the people behind the masks and the people who are our healthcare heroes. So I could imagine, one, it's an extremely busy time for you and the, the team there. But two, you've gotten to get creative with the types of stories that you're telling, not only while working with media, but also owning on your own social media channels. Do you have any examples of, you know, a story or a photo of content that you've created that you've put out there yourself on your channels and um, or your team that had that turned into a, a story that was picked up by media? Absolutely. We had a few. Um, thankfully, the one that really stands out for me is a prayer picture that went viral. The minute I received that photo, I stopped everything that I was doing. And I was I definitely told the team and hey, guys, I just received this photo. This photo is it like this is the most impactful photo that I've seen um, that we're able to to showcase. I asked my other media team member, like, hey, help me, you know, put this out there with the media. So she tapped on to her media list and I tapped onto mine. And it was just like immediately, like people were like, it was during a time that there was just so many negative news and, and so many sad news coming out of the country of just deaths and, and just very like a dark cloud of news, you know? And in that moment, we were able to give hope, give hope to not just our community, but the entire country. You know, it really wasn't something that was planned. Like they had just started doing these prayers in the morning where one of their team members said, you know what, guys, I know that we have so much going on, but let's just take a moment. Let's just take, let's pause. Let's take a breather. And how about we start doing little prayer circles? And that's exactly how it happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you really think about it, although you're able to portray that sign of hope, there's mm-hmm. also some sadness that comes with it, you know? Knowing like each person in that photo is praying for something different. Right. You know, they all have a story to tell. So it was a beautiful moment um, that we were able to showcase and everyone loved that photo. And we were very proud of that moment. and we after that like we were able to not just put it out there on a national level or international with the news media outlet but we even started using it in our marketing campaigns like it is currently like our facebook cover photo it is our linkedin cover photo or twitter for for our jackson health system platforms that's amazing and i think 
you know, you hit it up right on the head. It's it's impactful. And it, not only the image itself, but the story behind it, you know, in the midst of this craziness that our healthcare heroes are, you know, facing on a daily basis. Like, let's take this moment and let's take this moment to pause. So I love that. Um, I think it really speaks to the power of owning your own story because this picture came from you or, you, or, you know, the hospital, you know, the health system. It's really, um, you know, having that awareness and thinking, hey, this is a moment that we can capture and share with other people and inspire and connect. So I love absolutely, that. Absolutely. And, and after that picture, you know, we had a bunch of different media requests wanting to talk to the to whoever was part of that photo. Another example that I can give you was there was our child life therapist um, started drawing quotes around the campus using chalk and it was just everywhere. And we started, you know, getting feedback from our employees that they loved it because a lot of the chalkboard signs and messages were leading on were leading into the garage as they were leaving their work shift or after working 12 hours or more, being able to read those positive messages um, was very impactful for them. You know, it just made them happy, just kind of gave them that extra push to say, okay, I, you know, I'm doing what I need to do right now and stay focused and I just have to stay positive that we're all gonna get through this, you know, as a health system. So that was another example that, you know, once we received those photos, we sent it out to the media so that they can also focus on the positive things that are happening in our community. I think sometimes maybe people see this content that's on social or see the photos that are out there in the media and don't trust it and say, oh, well, they created that for the photo. But it sounds like how you're explaining it, you you're really treating this as a journalist, right? Like your ears to the ground and hearing from employees saying, hey, this is what's going on. We really love that these messages are here um, and it's not the other way around. Can you kind of speak to that? Whereas like somebody might see, right, marketing, we're here to sell something, right? So they might think marketing photos are, you know, created or planted for the purpose of that marketing um initiative but that's not the case here it's not the case and one of the things i can say about that is that these photos that have been received are taken on a phone so these are not even professional photos that were done to like even be able to stage it's only through the context that we've had and the connections i have with certain employees that i consider not just my colleagues but my friends that when they share them with me they say look, Tanya, you know, I'm just sharing it. I don't know, you know, what you think about it, but I just thought like, you know, you, maybe you would like it. And they're just thinking on the minimal, right? Oh, hopefully Tanya sees this picture and she'll post it on social and I see it and I'm thinking the big picture. All these images have been, for the most part, uh, probably about 90% all from the staff. That's amazing. So we talked about two of the stories that you shared on social media. I saw this photo and I love this one. Um, can you talk about the story behind that and what's happening in the, this photo? Yes, so I love that photo. That was another one that once I was able to see it, um, when the pictures were sent my way, it really stood out. Why? Because this guy, he is a nurse um, at, from Jackson South Medical Center 
what happened was that each of the campuses, we have three main campuses, Jackson Memorial, Jackson South, Jackson North. And each of those campuses held what we called a hero's salute. So the 6.30 a.m. shift and the 6.30 p.m. shift were received by the leadership of those campuses with signs, you know, you are heroes, I thank you so much. So that particular employee was coming into his shift and everyone's just walking through, you know, that, that walkway and, you know, thank you, thank you so much, like we appreciate and everyone has smiles and this guy just comes running through that hallway and our staff photographer was actually able to capture that moment in time and it was beautiful i mean to me the way that i interpreted that photo is he's running a marathon and he's almost there at the finish line why is this type of storytelling content sharing especially now would you say so important and how do you think it makes people feel whether they work for Jackson Health System or they're on the outside. So in seeing these kind of pictures, I think that it just kind of gives a glimpse of hope during these times, but also showcases the hum the humanity of these individuals, you know? Like we said, who are the people behind the mask? You know, I feel like it's been amazing to see all of the recognition that they've been receiving. Um, you know, everything from the, the fire stations, you know, doing their little caravans, um, the police stations, everyone, because at the end of the day, you know, if they, if they were to be involved in, in, in an unfortunate situation, you know, they could end up in these hospitals and they could be, you know, at the hands of these workers that you are now seeing and getting to know on a more humane level. Mm-hmm. I love that. So one of the themes that I'm hearing in all of your storytelling um, is a lot of the photos and ideas that you're getting are from employees of um, the health system. So I work with clients across all different industries, um, from real estate to legal to some healthcare as well. Um, so. And we were talking about this offline the other day that if no matter what industry you were in, you had to pause all of your content and come up with a new strategy. So for somebody else, maybe another business, maybe it's in the healthcare space, what would you recommend as far as how they can continue to create content that is not tone deaf, that is sensitive, that is relevant right now, but also connects with people in the way that you guys are, are doing so well at, at Jackson? Well, I would say, you know, early on when we had to put everything on pause, um, it's, it was a something completely new for everyone. You know, we were making, we were creating monthly social media content calendars. For us, it was very important to just, again, like be in tune with what's happening, what's happening today, what's happening in the world, what's happening happening in our immediate community. So a lot of our content is based on that currently, as we're trying to transition into having a balance as to, you know, what that next step is, or going back to a certain normalcy of the content that we used to preview before, such as patient testimonials. Now that elective surgeries have resumed, you know, that has been one thing that we are trying to 
to figure out how to best approach that um, and tell people we're here for you. You know, all this COVID-19 stuff has happened and is still continuing. However, we're still here to serve you in other ways. So my recommendation is just depending on the industry that you're in, you know, you, you also have to weigh in like what people want to know and what people should know. It always seems that like when you have a certain industry or certain um, organization that isn't, that doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're in tune with reality, that almost turns you off. You know, at least for me, it almost turns you off because, you know, at the same time, you you have to be sensitive that, you know, there's a, a big thing happening bigger than us. There's a pandemic. But just having to find that balance, um, I think would be the best approach because people want to know that you're there for them and that you understand um, what they're currently living in. You are almost have like, have built in journalists throughout the health system, right? Who are capturing these moments and sharing it um, with the communications team. Is there any tips to maybe how a CEO or business owner can maybe work with those within their organization to maybe just work on capturing moments? We aren't necessarily using our staff photographer, but a lot of these photos are taken on a cell phone. Absolutely. And a lot of times, you know, you won't always be able to get media coverage. So we've been finding ways to be able to capture those moments for media. And that is just as effective at times because, you know, because of all the news happening all at once, they can't just, you know, be focused on your particular organization or company. Um, And that is definitely a big recommendation I have. Like, don't don't wait for the media for you to just pitch to the media, like feed them content, too. Um, And that's one of the things that personally, even when I send out press releases, I try my best to send them a link with visuals whether that's B-roll um, or the, or images, and that helps to tell the story better than just having to read through a press release. Um, aside from that, you know, just knowing your staff, like know what everyone enjoys, you know? If you know that there's a particular staff member that loves to do videos or that loves to take pictures, you know, um, in their free time, you know, tap into those people, like that can definitely be Um, an individual that can tell a different angle and tell a different story. We had nurses uh, week and we had hospital week. There was an opportunity to listen to what other departments um, started showcasing in terms of like their proposal for ideas. We said, okay, let's give them this outlet to be able to have some sort of TikTok challenge. So the TikTok challenge was the song Hammer Time. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. It was so mm-hmm. funny, you know, just to see these people that you just, you see them as so like serious and, you know, just kind of focus on, on the roles. And they had so much fun with it. And it was also a way to showcase all of our different facilities across the health system. You know, not just the main campuses, but also the clinics, um, the, the, the healthcare workers in our corrections facilities, et cetera. So that was really interesting, you know, just finding new ways to be innovative and and kind of being in tune with your different demographics, because even from a marketing point of view, you want to be able to tap into different um, demographics. I think sometimes it's about taking some risks, um, giving new things a try um, so that you 
do have that opportunity to connect with more people, right? In marketing, we always say you have to go where your audience is. Um, and I think even when you're taking risks, right? Like this is definitely a serious time and it's a serious topic. But at the end of the day, we're all human and we need those light moments where we can de-stress and we can laugh and just have a moment um, that doesn't feel so heavy. So I think people appreciate that. Absolutely. And on that note, one of the images I think I sent you is um, we had a group of staff members over at Jackson North with red capes on. And those individuals participated in a TikTok video and they <laughs> wrote to my colleague who oversees internal communications and said, hey, we love doing a TikTok challenge just so you know. The, the young man at the center of the photo, he just lost his grandfather to COVID-19 on Monday. And you think to yourself exactly what you just said, you know, yes, this is a serious time, but we just gave that employee an outlet for him to kind of let loose a little bit amidst everything that he's personally going through. And, yeah, and I yeah. thought that was that to me was very rewarding to to listen to that we were able to do that for our employees um in a in a different way for you personally what's been during this time one of the stories that has really touched you the most on a personal side i you know thankfully i have not had any family member impacted by this um However, one of my best friends, as I mentioned, um, she's a frontline nurse at Jackson South and she's a single mom. She has a nine-year-old that is my ring boy, ring bearer, you know, when I get married. Um, so I've seen her grow up since high school and seeing her as a mom and now seeing her as this like frontline nurse and hero, um, has completely changed my my view on her like i just respect her so much more i love her that much more you know just just the compassion that she has for her life's calling you know she can she could have walked away and she didn't she just she's there she's so brave she's so she has so much courage and and i love that like i've been so inspired by that i tell everyone about her just because you you almost like you're so proud of that friend to me, that is how it's impacted me personally, just being able to to appreciate her more, you know, because yes, I knew she was a nurse before, of course, but now I know what she really does. And now I understand mm -hmm. how much she loves her career choice because it's not for everyone, you know, and, and that's how it's personally um, affected me. And early on, when all of this was happening and things were very scary, even talking to her on the phone, I would feel like, oh my gosh, okay, whoosh, I got her on the phone. She's okay. She's alive, you know, like she's healthy. And that was, that was for a while, you know, like that, that scare, that scary moment of like my friend, am I going to lose my friend? And that that would be for me like the most impactful. Like I even get teary eye talking about it. <laughs> no, I love that, and thank you for sharing. And I think you have a nice picture too that we can share of you guys. I, I think you might have posted it on LinkedIn. I might have seen that. 
Well, she's a very shy person, so she actually doesn't have any social media platforms. And we've had so many opportunities you know, to showcase um, our frontline workers and yeah, yeah. media opportunities. And I thought, well, what is something that I can do for her, you know, being who she is and and us wanting to kind of stay away from stock photography when it came to creating graphics. So Mother's Day was coming around and I said, OK, uh, Patty, <laughs> Patty is a frontline nurse. She's a mom, like what better way to, you know, show her some sense of appreciation from us as Jackson, you know, for, for being who she is. Like she's not the type to want to get any sort of credit. She's very low key. Um, while, you know, other people are not as shy as her and they take on other opportunities, I wanted to showcase her. So I proposed her as the Mother's Day post and and I was so happy that, you know, my leadership said, yes, absolutely. You know, we would love to put, again, using leveraging COVID-19, um, but humanizing it. Let's right, not use right. stock photography. Why, why, why not? Like, let's use an actual frontline nurse that is a mom and it was well received and i think that you know at least for me it wasn't just part of my job of figuring out a mother's day post it was for me a token of gratitude um to her tanya is there anything else that you want to add that you feel like i didn't ask you no i mean thank you so much for the opportunity <laughs> like i love being able to you know connect with my colleagues from um <laughs> and i'm very proud of you and the work that you're doing as well Oh, and, you. you know, if there's anything else that you need in the future, absolutely. You know, you guys can find me on LinkedIn, um, Tanya Leeds at LinkedIn. I'm always here to help. And with any questions regarding public relations, healthcare, you know, how how we develop our media relations, um, I'm very happy to to help anyone. Tanya is an amazing resource, so I'll make sure to connect all of her, link to all of her information below in the show notes so you can be sure to connect with her there. And just so you all know, too, I mean, Tanya, she is such a, a gracious, go-with-the-flow person. She, as she mentioned earlier, um, we, we've all been impacted in some way, um, but she also had to postpone a wedding that was supposed to happen during all of this. So... You know, I know that's a, a bummer, but I know you're kind of just taking it in stride and and one day at a time. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we just, you know, we want our family members and our loved ones to feel safe and healthy and everything else can wait. Exactly. So I love that you have such a positive attitude and are telling these amazing stories of our healthcare heroes and, and helping other people because at the end of the day, I think we should all be storytellers. So I think everything you had to offer and say was really awesome. So I'm gonna include all of your contact information below and I will definitely talk to you soon. Thank you, Tanya. I hope you go ahead and connect with Tanya. She has a ton of knowledge when it comes to communications, marketing, storytelling, pick her brain, connect with her. She knows what she's doing. What I love so much about this conversation is just hearing from her the stories that she's told at Jackson Health that have impacted her. At the end of the day, stories make us all human. I'm always talking about that. And there is a way, as you heard from her, to do it right now that is meaningful, it's relevant, it's relatable, 
and it's important. So whether you are a business owner in a totally different industry, you work in healthcare, you're a marketer or CEO, I hope you took some infor valuable information away from what she had to say and can implement some of those steps in your marketing strategies, even though we're going through such uncertain times. Until next time, I hope you um, enjoyed this episode. I look forward to seeing you back again. And again, don't forget, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, connect with me on LinkedIn, and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Stay happy, stay healthy.